0: Lucky Girl, Chapter 3 The sun rose early in the morning, and the forest noise was natural. Birds singing and a gentle breeze had leaves waving. All three dogs were stretching and getting ready for the day. Their masters weighed them off to do their business. When they came back to camp, Bert and Dan took bows and arrows and their dogs into the woods to get small game for breakfast. That was easily and quickly done and they returned with their game. They quickly skinned and prepared their catch. Rachel and Betsy had the coffee going and quickly prepared breakfast. Nancy was waved off so she could continue healing for the next day's hike. After breakfast and following cleanup, They gathered at the mule train. While they were discussing this, they heard, "Hail the camp!" The answer was given, "Show yourself!" With that, a tall man leading a mule emerged from the forest. Howdy! Looks like you be on the trail for the gap. I am Preacher Paul at your service. All right, Preacher," Clem said, "alight and have some coffee." Thank you, Preacher said. That would be good, as I'm tired of my own coffee. With that, the Preacher dismounted and said, "Pears like you're heading for the gap, and if so, I can help, since I had just come from there. As the company was gathered around, Rachel explained what had happened about the two men. After she described what they had done and that the men had run off, preacher said, I'm sure the Lord was with you, as those two were very unsavory. I came across that trail a while back, but refrained from joining them, because I didn't like the way they were treating their animals. So I'm glad that the Lord took them to task before they could hurt someone else. After discussing this a bit more, Clem blurted out, Preacher, it's good you came here, and I need to ask you if you will hear our vows. You see, Rachel and I had to leave Virginia before we were married. Her pappy heard her vows, but we would like you to hear them officially. Of course, Preacher replied, but I'm sure the Lord heard her pappy. I'll be glad to right now. Thank you, Preacher, Rachel said. Wait a minute, said Bert. That holds for Betsy and me also. We had to do the same thing. The preacher's eyes lit up, and he had a big grin on his face. Line up, younguns, and let's have a beautiful ceremony here in God's woods. So the four young people, dressed in the finery of their woods clothes, Clem holding Rachel's hand, and Bert holding Betsy's hand. They stood before the preacher and said their vows. Their heavenly choir was the birds singing. There was never a more beautiful wedding ceremony. After everyone hugged, they got their tin cups out and had coffee. Preacher explained to them about the trail heading through the gap. In addition, he said that the trail to Boonesboro was well marked and they should have no trouble on that score. He said that they would be following what is known as Warrior's Path. This Warrior's Path was a trace along which the Indians traveled back and forth from their towns on the Miamis and Ceoto rivers. They traveled on their hunting excursions and also went warring with their enemies. Preacher cautioned them that the Indians were active in the area and to keep their guns close. He himself had had a very close encounter recently. He noticed that there were two mules in the train that had pelts on them. He asked a party what they were gonna do with them. Clem said, we were just figuring that out when you came. Preacher Paul said, I have a suggestion. I'm on my way to Virginia. Why don't I take the pelts and sell them for you? I would hold out 10% for the Lord and on my return to Boonesboro in the spring, I will give the rest of the money to you. Rachel said, Preacher, there are three sets of us and one of you and the Lord. We'll just split it up four ways. Bert, Dad, and their partners quickly agreed. And Rachel went on, There are four mules. You take one and hold the pelts. That'll give us a mule apiece for all our gear. That's enough. And Preacher, she said, Instead of bringing any money back, if you don't mind, buy some staples that you know that we will need. That will help us an awful lot. The preacher said, Rachel, I reckon I know what you do need, and I will do that. The preacher went on, and what would be good by having this extra mule on the way back, I think, would be having the ability to bring a plow. I know that there are scant supplies of that nature out there right now, so that if you could manage until spring when I return, I'll bring not only that plow, but some other utensils, both for farming and kitchen. And i bet you girls could each use a large and small pot to cook with. And my bet is that a pair of angles to hold a pot over the fire would be welcome. And what I like about this idea is that by having this extra mule, I will be able to bring some books. There are practically no books out there right now, so a few Bibles would be very welcome, I'm sure. Twilight was coming on and today had been a very busy one so that everyone was ready for a good sleep. The girls and the dogs were taken out to do their thing and the men stoked the fire with slow-burning logs and they set watches for the night. Preacher Paul said, I'll take my turn, too. But Dan said, No, you'll be traveling alone tomorrow, so you need sleep tonight. With that, the rest rolled up in their blankets and let the night sounds lulling to sleep. The moon slowly came up over the trees and looked down upon that little encampment. Night creatures came forth and, looking at the strangers, wondered what to make of them. Since they were not threatening, they went on their way, hunting food and doing the things that night creatures do.